Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. We're going to begin with Zechariah chapter 8, verse 12. And this is just going to kick us off. It's the New King James Version. And this is what we are declaring over the seed that we are sowing on December the 4th. For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give its fruit. The ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their due. I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all of these things. Notice God didn't say they might produce. They might give up their fruit. No, no. It said they shall. Our seed will be prosperous. We will be fruitful. We will have increase and we will receive the dew of heaven. If you receive that, just say, I receive that. We receive that. So we, we, we talked about this last week, but as kingdom citizens, which is what all of us are, church, we are kingdom citizens. We're kingdom citizens. We, we're, we're, we're U.S. citizens as well, obviously, but as kingdom citizens, that's a, that's, a, that's a greater identity factor for all of us as born again Christians. We are kingdom citizens, and that means that we are governed by greater kingdom laws. Thank God that my financial state is not entirely dependent upon the U.S. economy. Thank God that I serve a great God, that he's a generous God, that he's a, he's a blessing God, and that my financial state is tethered to a greater reality, which is his kingdom, and I am governed by kingdom laws. One of those kingdom laws is that we will always reap what we sow. How many of you guys heard this all the time growing up in your mama's house? Listen, I grew up with a praying church mama and she reminded me all the time, you're going to reap what you sow, son. You better watch your mouth. You're going to reap what you sow. See, I always heard it kind of in a negative context. I ain't going to lie to you. She would remind me, you sow according to the flesh. You're going to reap the fruit of the flesh, which is corruption. Y'all didn't have a mama like me, I'm telling you. This is how she'd get on to me. Rebellion is as witchcraft unto the Lord. (laughs) Spence, is that true? That's, That's exactly what she would say. Oh, you're in rebellion, that's witchcraft. I rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. So I grew up hearing these things. You will reap what you sow. And that is a spiritual law. It don't matter if you agree with it. It don't matter if you like it. It don't matter if you vote into it. The spiritual law is that we will reap what we sow. And we see even the law of nature, the natural law. It mirrors the law of the spirit. If we sow seed into the soil, we are going to see an increase of a harvest. We are going to get to reap what we sow. This is a spiritual law. We see it show up in the natural and seed time and 
Harvest is what the Bible speaks of as it pertains sowing and reaping. The seed is what we put into the soil on December the 4th, whenever we take our finances and we participate in the year-end offering, we are gonna sow seed into the soil. Time is the, next, is, is the next element. We are trusting by faith that God is gonna water that seed and in his timing of the point of his choosing, he is going to bring forth an abundant harvest that is going to be an increase of the seeds that we've sown. Y'all got to get that last part because isn't that always the case in nature that there is always more of a harvest than it is the seeds that we put in the soil? That's the way that it is in God's kingdom. We seed it, we put it into the soil, we wait on God's timing as he waters it and by faith we expect an abundant harvest in Jesus' name. That is what we are expecting, that is what we are believing for and that is what by faith we are proclaiming over your finances this season. I want you to know that. By faith we are proclaiming that over your finances, over your family's finances. We all know 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, uh, we live by faith and not by sight. The NLT says it like this, for we live by believing and not by seeing. And so that's what we're stepping into, church. We're stepping into an atmosphere of faith. We're, we're, we're stepping into a space in prayer where we're, we're, we're stirring the environment in our home and we're stirring the atmosphere in our church. And we say, we trust God above all else. We depend upon God above all else. This is the type of person that I'm going to be. I am gonna sow as God guides me to sow. I'm not gonna consult with the news feed. I am gonna consult with the Holy Spirit. If God has asked me to sow, I'm ready to sow. If he's asking me to move, I'm ready to move. If he's asking me to give, I'm ready to give. You know what I'm talking about, church. That's the type of people that we are. That's what we mean by presence people. And that's what we expect as people of faith. Supernatural provision as we faithfully sow fruitful seeds in Jesus' name. So let me give you a prayer here. And you can take a photo of it if you want. And, and if you want to, you can even save it as your wallpaper. So as you're praying in your heart and deciding on what you're going to give on December, December, I almost said chapter four, December the 4th. I guess it kind of is chapter four of the year, isn't it? It's a fourth season. So it works, amen. But let me give you a prayer here. Faithful stewards of fruitful seeds. Y'all, let's pray this together. Jesus, help me exercise my faith and...
complete. It means to raise up to full capacity. It means to provide fully. It means to provide enough. God is our supplier. So let's break that scripture down uh, into just three small points. Uh, Seed for the sower and bread to eat is what he'll supply, meaning he'll give us what it is that we need. Another scripture says, I've never seen my seed begging bread. Right, I will supply what you need. Next, it says he will make it grow. What does that mean? He will multiply your resources supernaturally. You ever had a, you ever had a, a, a testimony in your financial life that is unexplainable? How often has that happened this week? Countless times, honestly. There, there, are, there are times in my life where God does something so mind-blowingly spectacular in my finances that it offends my intellect. The natural mind cannot even discern this measure of goodness. God, you are wildly generous. You are wildly generous. This is ridiculous. You know what really offends my mind? When he blesses me so big when I've not even been on my best behavior. What? I haven't been praying for an average of four hours a day. I have not recently completed a 40-day fast. Why are you blessing me now? Well, I'm not consulting with your performance. I'm simply expressing my character and my ongoing disposition, which is you are my son, you are my daughter. I wanna bless you. I wanna bless you. Open up your hands. This is what grace is. Receive it like a free gift on Christmas. You couldn't do anything to earn it. You don't deserve it. And yet God is so good, he will blow your mind through his generosity. But we've gotta turn up our expectation. We've gotta turn up our expectation. I want you to go to the dial of your expectation right now, like a Nest thermostat. You know, they're so ergonomic. Just, just turn up that expectation and know God wants to bless me. God wants to be good to me. God wants to be faithful to me in my finances. God wants to bring me to a place of overflow. God wants to, you know, just do more, exceedingly increase, more than I could ask, more than I could think, according to the power that works within me. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20. Are you with me, church? This is what I'm believing for in your life, and this is what we're praying and declaring over you in this season. So I don't want you to miss out. The last thing is he said, he'll produce a rich harvest from your generosity, meaning he will give you enough, he will multiply your resources, and he will add even more so that you can be somebody who shares, somebody who's generous, somebody who blesses others, which is who I wanna be. How about you guys? I wanna be known as a giver. How about you guys? That's good. You know who's, you know who's a, a really good giver? God. Right? He's such a great giver. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he, he gives. I, I, I always say he's a real OG. He's the original giver. He's, he's a giver. That's what God is like. When we say, God, transform me more into your image, what he hears you say is, oh, you want to be more generous. Because I'm a giver, right? We have to understand, church, we are stewards. We are stewards. We're not owners. We're stewards. All that I have, both in the natural and in the spiritual, it all belongs to God. So if he asks for it, we are happy to sow seeds 
fruitful seeds. And church, seeds are extremely powerful. I don't want you to minimize the opportunity that we have before us. Seeds are extremely powerful. In in nature, uh, seeds are actually little miracles. If you think about it, right? There is an oak tree in an acorn. Seeds have the very power of life residing in them. They're so small. They might seem insignificant, but seeds are actually quite powerful. And if we will understand the potential of the opportunity that we have for us, we will see, we will sow seed and then we will prepare in our hearts to say, God, I expect wonders. I expect to be mind blown. I expect to be just blown out of the water by how awesome you are. I expect that. Uh, Psalm 126 and six said, those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. And if you've ever sacrificed before, you know there are times in which you cry a little bit when you let it go. Like it don't make no sense. This hurts. But what does God guarantee? Hey, when you come back, you're going to come back with sheaves. I want to come back with a double portion of sheaves. Number two, second, second principle we find in the word about sowing seed. Number two is that God expects us to sow seed. Everybody say, that's me. That's us, that's me, that's you, that's all of us, born again believers. God expects us to be sowers of seed, not hoarders of seed. What does it mean to sow? Well, by the dictionary's definition, to sow means to plant a seed for a purpose. You gotta catch this church. To plant a seed for a purpose, what is that purpose? So that it grows. We're not just sowing seed for fun for our own entertainment or for our own anguish. No, we are planting the seed on December the 4th with a purpose, which is a purpose of growth. What does it do as well? It sets something in motion, meaning we are moving toward a harvest. We're moving toward a good outcome. And, And we place that seed in a purposeful environment. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse four says, he who observes the wind will never sow and he who regards the clouds will never reap. Now, out of all the scriptures I read today, this one's my favorite. He who observes the wind will never sow. What does that mean? If every time there's an opportunity for you to give, you say, let me check the climate. Let me consult with my circumstances. Let me think about it for a little bit because it doesn't actually seem to be the season that I should sow. No, anytime we go to consult with our season, we engage our rational mind, and then we determine to do what? Withhold. That's always the case. But whenever you're looking through the lens of the spirit, you're not consulting with your circumstance as to whether or not it's a good time to sow. You're saying, God said it's time to sow. Bless God, it's time to sow. So I'm gonna put something in the soil and I'm gonna believe for a harvest, right? He says, if you regard the clouds, you'll never reap. Well, it must not be a good time. No, in the kingdom of God, it's always on time when it's his time. Another scripture, Galatians chapter six, verse seven and eight. Don't be deceived. God won't be mocked for whatever one sows that he will also reap. For whatever one sows that he will also reap. You, you, you put corn in the ground, corn comes up. You put apples in the ground, apples come up. You put generosity in the ground, generosity comes up. You put kindness in the ground, Kindness comes up. You put friendliness in the ground, 
friends come up. You, you see them say, well, I ain't got no friends. You're not friendly. You're just reaping what you're sowing. You always mean to everybody. Well, I ain't got no friends. That's why I'm mean. Well, if you try being kind, people might like you. <laughs> I'm meddling in somebody's business right now. Look, if you will just put seed in the soil, if it's finances, what comes up? Finances. You will reap what you sow. It's going to bear purpose according to the seed. If we're sowing finances, we're going to reap finances. And that's why the Bible continues here in Galatians 6. Paul teaches us, hey, if you sow according to the flesh, what's going to happen? You're going to reap the deeds of the flesh and it's going to be corruption. But if you sow according to the spirit, what's going to happen? You're going to reap the deeds of the spirit and you're going to get eternal life. It always bears fruit according to its kind. You with me, church? Are you learning anything today? All right, are you encouraged at all? All right, let me read you another scripture. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, this one's good too. Uh, remember, a stingy planter, uh-oh, gets a stingy crop. I don't want a stingy crop. How about you? No, no, no. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. And this is what fascinates me about our generation is we want lavishness while being stingy. It's just very confusing. Anybody else confused by this? I want to get a full-time job with a six-figure check, but I only want to work 12 hours a week. So, carry the one. That don't add up. That, that, that don't add up. You, you know, you know I, I, I made my own daughter cry. Yeah. It, it's, as imp, it's as important because I think our generation, man, we wrestle so much with entitlement. Well, I deserve this. I should have this. Why do you think that? You didn't do nothing. You put no seed in the soil. And you want to be a part of the harvest? That's called, that's called theft. So I'm confused. You're trying to eat the fruit but won't get in the field. Like I'm confused. We, 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 we need to understand, yes, God is going to be good, but we got to give him something to work with. <laughs> So, so we just going to do nothing. <laughs> you know what you're going to get? Nothing. Right. Because what you sow is what's going to come up. And some people are so confused, man. Why has nothing happened in my life? You've sown nothing. Well, that's not right. No, it's a spiritual law. It's called sowing and reaping. And God ain't going to change it for you, honey. Like, I'm sorry to tell you, it ain't going to happen. It's always been true. It's always going to be true. Past, present, and future. And so you can vote against it if you want to in your own heart, but it's not going to change God's mind. It is a spiritual law. You will always reap what you sow, and it is true. There will always be seed, there will always be time, and there will be always be harvest. And whenever you put that seed in the ground, listen, don't get dismayed when it's, when it's time to sit through the time. Every farmer has to do it every year. 
You got to sit through that time and you trust the process of the seed. You trust the wonder of the seed. You trust the miracle of the seed. You trust the goodness of the rain. You trust that God is going to water that crop, that he's going to nourish that crop. Before long, that, that supernatural miracle is going to take place as that seed breaks open and something comes up through it. Listen, that's what God does in his own time. And then you get to reap a reward of a harvest that is in excess to everything that you put in the soil. That's the way that it works. And that's what God's law clearly states. Time, time again, seed, time and harvest, seed, time and harvest. You can choose, I'm gonna enjoy my grain and I'm gonna eat it now. Or you can choose, I'm gonna lose some of it temporarily by sowing it. I'm gonna sow it. I'm gonna put it in the soil. Can I encourage you church, don't eat your seed. Don't eat your seed. Even, especially the extras. I think sometimes we get really, really good at tithing on our, on our direct deposit. Man, I'm, I'm getting into some details here, aren't I? Because it's like, okay, well, I set my thing up automatically. Y'all do the, um, y'all used to do push pay. You do online giving now. And I set my thing up. It just comes out. Yeah, but so, so when God blesses you because of your obedience, what do you do with the excess? Well, I'm, that's just a little, that's just a little extra. That's just a little extra. I ain't going to tithe on the extra. So you're going to eat all the seed. So you're going to eat all the seed. So God blessed you, gave you extra, and instead of sowing any of that, you're just going to eat all of that. No, I'm looking for opportunities to put seed in the soil. I'm looking. Somebody blesses me. They give me a little money for some reason. You know, one reason or the other. Come on, people are kind. They bless you. Stuff happens. Somebody get, maybe maybe it's not money. Maybe they don't hit the Venmo, but maybe they they give you a pair of shoes. Yes. Praise God. Hey, hey, we 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 all about that shoe blessing here at Legacy. Praise God. But when that happens, what do you do? Do you go do you go into a closet and say, okay, you know what? Let me look for something I can sew. Maybe I can sew some shoes. Maybe I could sew some clothes. Maybe I could sew something that's been sewn into my life. You see what I'm saying? We, we used to do this when, when, when I was in ministry school. I, I went to a church where you wore a suit and a tie. And if somebody complimented your tie, it was kind of a hit, you know, sort of a, a secret between us. We give them the tie. Be because we wanted to practice, I am not an owner. I am a giver. I am becoming like God. I'm sowing into the spirit, not into the flesh. You know, so we, we wanted to do that. We wanted to practice that. We're looking for opportunities. Get some seed in the soil. Look at your neighbor and say, get some seed in the soil. Uh, missionary George Mueller said this, I took one shilling out of the box in my house and it was all of my money. So I gave it because I needed to feed over 100 people. I sowed my last seed and I prayed and by faith believed that the seed would then produce and we fed all the people with the blessing that came pouring in. I want you all to know, I have seen this so many times. I've given you the principle. I'm going to give it to you again just to reiterate it. If you don't have everything that you need, take what you got. When I first did a harvest school in Mozambique, um, I needed to raise about $5,000 in four weeks, I think it was. And I had $300 in my U.S. bank checking account. And I remembered this principle. If, if you don't got what you, you take what you got and sew up. And so I went to U.S. bank. I went to the teller and I took the $300 out, which 
I think I overdrew the next week. I can't really remember. I should have put a little more in it. That was bad stewardship. But I took what I had and I, I, I cashed it out in 20s. And I went to the worship service the next Sunday and I didn't want to wait on the offering buckets to get passed because I wanted to sow a seed in the anointing. And unless you grew up in a Pentecostal church, you don't know what that means. You wait on the moment. You, you're not just sowing it when the buckets come around. You're sowing it when the spirit hits you. Woo! I'm going to sew right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I took, I, <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't grow up like me, I'm tell you. Um, and, and, and so I took all those 20s out and I spread it out on the altar. <laughs> and I probably looked foolish and I said, before the throne, sowing my seed, hallelujah. And in a month, in a month, you guys, I had $7,500, which was enough to pay for my school tuition, my flights and everything I needed. And I paid for my brother so he could go to Mozambique, Africa with me. And I I could give you guys a thousand of those stories. I, I testified last week about Allison and I, we moved into our dream home two and a half months ago. We, 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 by faith, we just believe, God, you're going to expand our tent pegs. And we live in that house and we pay $1 a month to live there. I don't have time to get back into it. Go to YouTube and watch it. That's a miracle. That's a supernatural miracle. It's a supernatural miracle. And, and I talked a little bit about how we got there. And uh, when, when I got the phone call, it was exactly double of an offering that the Spirit had led me to give just a few months prior. So I'm telling you, whatever seed that you sow into the soil, I want you to turn up that expectation and I want you to believe for an increase in your harvest. Number three, I got three and four and that's it. God promises to water and grow our seed. This point's just gonna be a bunch of scripture. God promises when we put seed in the soil, by grace and by his strength and his power, he's gonna water that seed. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10. And God will make the seed grow and produce a rich harvest from your generosity. Ezekiel chapter 17, verse five. Then he took the seed of the land and he planted it in fertile soil. What happened? And he placed it by abundant waters. He watered the seed. He nourished the seed. He prepared the seed for harvest. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 23. Then he will give the rain for your seed with which you sow the ground and bread of the increase of the earth. And it will be fat and it's going to be plentiful. And in that day, your cattle will feed in large pastures. I'll take a large pasture. Hallelujah. Just apply that to your life. I don't know what that looks like for you, but apply that. I'm believing for that in Jesus' name. Job chapter five, verse 10 says, he gives rain on the earth and he sends waters on the fields. Lord, water my fields, water them up, pour out over them. See, it it, it changes something in us when we read these scriptures, church, because we have faith and we have expectation that God will be good to us and what he said he'll do, amen? Uh, Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11, and the Lord God, your God will guide you continually. And what else will he do? He's going to satisfy your desire. Where at? In scorched places. Hashtag 2022. Hashtag US economy in quarter four. It may feel like a scorched place right now, but God said he will satisfy your desire even in scorched places. He's going to make your bones strong. He's going to nourish you and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? 
is that we're, we're not consulting with the wind before we sow, and we're not worried about the fact that we may be walking through scorched places right now. We are trusting God and only God, and we are obedient to the Spirit and only the Spirit in Jesus' name. Number four, God promises us a great harvest when we sow seed. God promises us a great harvest. Let me read it once more. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 10, it says, and God will make it grow and will produce a rich harvest from your generosity. The cost, church, the cost, the sacrifice of sowing seed is not worthy to be compared to the harvest that you receive as your reward. This is always the case. It's always, it's always challenging up front. It's always, it's always difficult up front to let go of what God asks us for at times. And yet on the other hand, when he shows up and he blesses us with the harvest, we always look back and wish we would have put it in the ground sooner. That's the way I always, man, I wish I did that sooner. Thank you, Lord, for helping me trust you. Because the reason I was having trouble sowing the seed is because I was having trouble with my trust. But when I stepped out in faith and I did what you told me to do, when I look back now and count my blessings, I say, thank you, Lord, that you gave me more than I deserved. Thank you, Lord, that you gave me more than I sowed. Thank you, Lord, that you've been so good to me. Praise you, God, that you always promise a great harvest. This is always the case with the seed. Harvesting. This is a law. Genesis chapter eight, verse 22 says, while the earth remains, seed, time, harvest, cold, heat, summer, winter, day and night shall not cease. While the earth remains, seed, time, harvest, cold, heat, summer, winter, day, night shall not cease, says the Lord. Joel chapter three, verse 13, swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Come trample the grapes for the wine press is full and the vats overflow. Wow. Is anybody getting tired of reading all these scriptures yet? It just makes me happy to read the Bible just over and over, just proclaiming these promises over us. Amos chapter nine, verse 13, we ain't done yet. The days are coming, declares the Lord. When the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading the grapes. What? I'm not even gonna be able to get all of my harvest before I'm ready to put more seed in the ground and I'm not gonna be able to get all my seed in the ground by the time I'm reaping the harvest. I'll take that. Look at your neighbor say, I'll take that. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all of the hills. Come on, new wine. Drip from the mountains over here. We'll take some of that. So we're gonna prepare to give, not only today, but also uh, December the 4th. And so what I want you to do is I want you to, um, I want you to determine in your heart, that's what the Bible teaches, you decide in your heart what you're to give. And uh, if you wanna give today, you're most welcome to do that. But just keep in mind, church, the goal of us doing these sessions on stewardship is not to twist anybody's arm, not to manipulate or guilt trip or any of that. Listen, we have an extremely generous church. Our church, I was talking to a pastor this week, and if you look at the statistics of the American church about how many people are willing to tithe as members of a church, we have more than double of people who tithe, all right? Join us, be one of those people, be one of those people. We do this thing called the 90 day tithe challenge here. 
that if you've never tithed before, we invite you to test God. Malachi chapter three says, test me in this and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon your life that you cannot contain. Test me in this. So that's why we have the tithe challenge because we want you to test God in this. So before we give today, we're gonna read one more verse of scripture and we're gonna pray. Let's stand as we do. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse three says, besides in my devotion to the temple of my God, everybody say my church. I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver, 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 that's what it says, silver for the temple of my God. Everybody say my church. Over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple. So we're going to prepare an offering for the Lord. If you're giving today, if you're a member of this church and you're giving today, now's the time to give in your tithe or an offering. And if you're not a member today and you're a member of another church, we want to tell you, your tithe belongs in your home church. Don't give it here, please. Give it unto the storehouse. Give it where you're fed. Give it to your home church. Uh, but if you want to sow a seed in an offering above your tithe, then we think it's fertile soil. Would you guys agree? Yes. It's good soil. Um, and, if you're, and if you're just praying right now and, and you just want to ask the Holy Spirit what to give, I got a couple questions for you. Why don't you just close your eyes and ask the Lord, God, is the message from you? And is it for me? And if it is, what shall I do? And that may not, ha that may not include giving financially. It might include something else. But we want to be good stewards, good stewards of our finances, good stewards of our strength, our energy, our health our devotion to the Lord, our fellowship with him, our community. We wanna be good stewards. So you'll see a QR code on the screen here. There's a way you can give by text, which is on the right hand, and then the other ways to give on the left. Um, that's gonna be the new options that we showed you guys before the message. Um, but if, if, if now is your time to give, let's participate, let's give together. And if you're waiting on December 4th, then we're going to agree and believe with you that God's going to take that seed, water it, and bring forth an abundant harvest. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if you're sowing today, get your seed in your hand. That might be your phone, your wallet, something. Just get something tangible. Take hold of it because we want to bless it in Jesus' name. And also, something I felt led to do earlier. If, if you have a business or you're an entrepreneur in here and you got a project coming up, you just, there's something in your life that is an income generator that you want God to bless. I want to agree with you right now that God would bless that thing. And, and so just, if you will with me, just use your holy imagination. Just take it in your hand and lay hands on it because that's a seed that God wants to use. And so Lord, today in Jesus name, we pray together that you would take our seed that we sow in obedience and that we sow by faith and that we sow cheerfully in joy, not under compulsion or any of that, but we take it and we sow it by faith joyfully and we put it in fertile soil. And God, we ask for your holy rain that you would move upon us. God, give us creative ideas. Give us new ideas for business ventures. Lord, when we're in the anointing, begin to speak to us about business ideas and money-making ideas that we can advance the kingdom of Jesus and bless our families and bless the people we care for and bless the poor and bless the nations. Lord, we ask you, rain upon this seed and bring forth a mighty harvest that we might bless you, bless your house and that everybody we're connected to would be blessed. Lord, we thank you for this. 
We turn up our expectations, don't we, church? We turn up our expectations today. We turn up our expectations today. God, you have permission. Blow our minds. Blow our minds through your goodness, God. We ask, we want to be overwhelmed. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church said, amen. Amen. Come on, let's bless the Lord together for his goodness. Thank you, Father. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.